Welcome to the Designers Plants and Coffee podcast, where we discuss how to succeed as a designer while staying true to yourself, finding peace in the process, and making money doing what we love. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We get a lot of questions about how to protect your work. And I will say it's almost impossible to keep that from happening. Because if you look at a major designer, and then you look at the stuff that's in a fast fashion house, it's all the same thing. The difference is the quality of of it. Protecting your design is a whole different topic from protecting your brand. So if somebody were to come out with fearless threads and they were to have script intact and a needle running through it, then I would have an issue because they're copying my brand. But if somebody were to take the jacket I made and make it and not use the materials I use and sell it for $60 where I sell mine for $200, there's nothing I can do about it. Because let's face it, we're all inspired by other art, other people people, other things that we see. So I don't believe that imitation is the best form of flattery because my work is my work, but you just kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Also, your intellectual property, meaning your brand, you have to protect at all costs. So once you become established and you building your brand, you have to get a trademark. I mean, I wouldn't say you do that right away because it can get expensive. When you know that this is what you're going to do and this is the way you're going forward, protect your brand. I saw something on Instagram like recently. There was this woman who basically got her stuff made overseas and she didn't have her thing trademarked. So the factory researched it, Mm -hmm. saw that she didn't have her thing trademarked and actually trademarked her name. Protected her is because she already had the stuff in the market and she can prove it. But it cost her a whole bunch of money, a bunch of time, lawyers back and forth. So your intellectual property, you have to protect. Your design, honestly, it's a dime a dozen. You just have to move forward, put it out fast, get get your money and move. There is no law in the U.S. to protect your designs. However, when you go overseas to Europe, they have laws to protect Mm -hmm. designs. Mm -hmm. So please do not try to go over there have a design and you try to uh, knock something off over there, you will get sued. Even (laughs) if you are a a U.S.-based designer, you will get sued. But in the U.S., it's a free-for-all. Everybody knows the three stripes, Adidas. So in the industry, a lot of people want to copy that, especially the the discounters, Mm -hmm. want to copy the Adidas because, you know, it's a recognizable symbol. They trademark that. And they go after people who use the three stripe. Nobody can use the three stripes in that order, those sizes, those distances away from each other because you will get sued. It's the same thing with licensed products too. So you can't take your favorite sport team and make something out of the fabric they sell in the commercial fabric store and sell it for commercial property. And if you've ever bought that fabric, print it on the line. It says not for commercial use. And they have a team that sits on places like Etsy and Shopify and Facebook. And their sole job is to catch people selling licensed merchandise. And they know that most small businesses cannot afford it. Everyone knows about the Ralph Lauren Polo brand. Well, there's another brand that is um, U.S. Polo Association. And then it took them literally decades because Ralph Lauren went after them for trademark infringement. So now if you all ever see the U.S. Polo Association, they still have the horse, but they don't have just one polo player. They have like two. Sorry, guys. Because everyone was thinking this was the same thing and it's not. Also with 
the Christian Louboutin, the um, red bottoms, they came out with this shoe that was all red and the bottom of the sole was red. Christian Louboutin tried to sue for the red bottoms. Well, he lost that suit because there was nothing special about the red paint and he just put it on the bottom of the sole. However, someone else who tried to put their packaging, the same color blue and the same little white, um, white bow as Tiffany, their packaging, all of that is actually protected under trademark mm. and packaging. Right. So if Christian Louboutin had actually had some type of special packaging with the red sole on the bottom, he may have been able to get away with that. But hey, it's just red paint on the bottom of a sole. Didn't he go back and create a custom paint after that? So you can paint the bottom of your shoe red, but you can't use paint number XYZ from yeah. wherever he gets it from. <laughs> so yeah, he, he learned his lesson from that and said, okay, I can't tell them they can't make red bottoms, but I can tell them they can't make my red bottoms. So. Right. Yeah. And there was also this thing on Instagram going back and forth. I know Nike was going after a lot of independent sneaker makers because they were using the Air Force One uh, mold to make their own sneaker. But I mean, they changed it and put their, their a logo on it. But yeah. in fact, it was still just the Air Force One mold. And everybody knows how famous the Air Force One is. Yeah. So you have to change it enough so that it's your own. You know, I think the, the law is you cannot mistake it. If you just look at it and you automatically think it's that brand, yes. then they have means to come after you. You yes. have to change it enough so that you're not competing with the original. You can trademark anything you want. I mean, sometimes it goes through, sometimes it doesn't. Right. But it doesn't matter if you don't have the resources to go after anybody. Right. So yeah. you have to really be aware of what you're trademarking. I mean, your name, absolutely. But when you start trademarking like items like the three stripes, the, the plaid, the red bottoms, the, that kind of stuff, you have to have the resources to actually go after the people to back yourself up. Yes. Otherwise, people are going to knock you off and you can't do anything about it. You know, and when I'm talking about resources, I mean, money for lawyers. To and you out. even need to pay somebody to sit like Nike does or like the NFL does all day and search through all of these places to see right. if somebody is using your thing. That costs money. The other side of it is copywriting, you know, mm. and a lot of people ask if you want to copyright your art. If you're an artist, if you paint and stuff like that, if you have original pieces and you start to produce it, yes, you can copyright that stuff. But when you start putting like graphics on t-shirts and stuff, in yeah. terms of money and time, it's not necessarily worth it because next season you're going to do something else. So copywriting is a little bit less protective, honestly, than trademarking. And when you start to get into graphics, not unless it's very specific, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense to financially if you're starting out. Now, if you're like a big brand and you know, right. you're know you doing something like original, unique, yes, okay, fine. You have the resources to do that. But if you're just like an independent and you, you don't want to put your artwork out there just because you know you fear somebody's going to take it, no. They're going to take it anyway. <laughs> It's, it's so funny because I do a lot of pop-ups and I meet a lot of people and there is a woman at this pop-up I was doing was selling this specific t-shirt with this specific word that another person uses. And I was like, I don't think that's the original girl, but I'll buy one, you know, I'm going right. to support. And I was talking to my sister. She's like, you know, that's not the original girl. I was like, I didn't think so because it was, A, it was cheap. But what she did is she took those same words and she changed the font and mm. she put this little little teeny logo at the bottom and that was her 25%. So it could be something yeah. as simple as that. That's one thing that you can trademark because inside the site that is the lining that I always use and it has to be a certain color but you can trademark that you know exactly. that specific thing and it's, it's a whole slew of ways you have to prove that this is yours. Making sure you do your research and I say that because I sell a few things on Amazon um, before I'm submitting these my graphic and my artwork, it actually
actually goes through a system of Amazon checking to make sure that whatever I've created, they check the trademark to make sure that I'm not posting anything on their site that will get flagged. And then as a result, like they would sue me and they will actually send you the website to go to um, US trademark so you could check it for yourself. Make sure when you're researching that the trademark that you're looking for is for apparel for whatever your type you're trying to sell because someone could have the same name but they have a completely different product right because when i first started i did the same thing and there was a company in the midwest um called fearless threads their logo was different and they sold t-shirts which i'm like so if they sell t-shirts and i sell this can we have the same thing our logos were completely different they can't sue me for stealing words now if i had a t-shirt brand called fearless threads they could say hey we've been in business since 19 whatever and you just started and you have to stop using that name so and i have a like a similar story because when i had covered me sheet um someone else had the name and they think they were selling like baby clothes but at the time you know i was denied the first you know but then they did not renew Mm. a year later i was able to trademark that name so you have to renew i think it's every 10 years the first time then it's every five years but you have to stay on top of your intellectual property i i did it through a lawyer you can do it yourself it's a lot more tedious we all live in major cities but there is an organization in dc called the washington area lawyers for artists w-a-l-a something to that effect and they specifically work with artists as their counsel some of it is pro bono you may have to pay something but you can always go there and get information you go to small business administration and get information there are resources out there where you can start for cheap or free heck call the patent and trademark office people sit there all day long waiting for you to ask them questions it's just like taxes call the irs if you can't afford a cpa and say hey how am i going to not get in trouble there are this out there it's just going to take patience and research yeah and that's the thing it's like if you don't have the money you have to have the time one more thing about the trademark when you trademark the u.s patent is u.s patent and trademark yes and it's only trademarked in the u.s now if you start selling stuff overseas you have to trademark it to wherever you're selling your product because somebody over there might have the same name and because the internet is so global now it's interesting how you might have the same name as somebody else selling the same product but it's not trademarked in that country don't let anything stop you you know don't let anything stop you from moving forward with what you need to do or what you want to do we're just saying the steps that you need to take before you start putting yourself out there but put it out there anyway Mm -hmm. protect your intellectual property because that's the most important but designs are a dime a dozen we take inspiration from everywhere oh i don't want to do this because somebody's going to steal it Mm -hmm. it's already been stole okay so that was it um i hope you got something out of this if you have any questions about it um we can answer it to the best of our ability but you do need to speak to a lawyer a trademark lawyer lawyer specifically intellectual property lawyers so that they can guide you in the right direction all right so that's all for now i'm letitia winston at keeping in stitches with zahia at cover me chic and region design agency and naima dozier of feelers threads until next time